All right, I know you want to change everything, so show me where you're going to start. Well, I'm going to start right here. Okay, let me walk you all the way back here. And I would suggest to you to start here. All the way back there? All the way back there. Welcome to today's process. You have to go small before you can go big. Stand up, push forward. Let's light the lantern. Welcome to the Understory Lawyer Podcast, where creators build the classic American business with the following principles. One, build a platform. Two, your family is the strategy. Three, self-reliance. Four, the golden rule. And five, commerce that revolves around actually making something. Admission to the Understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's like lantern. What is up, creator? Be you in the understory against your will or be you in an understory of your choosing? Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. So I'm going to give you a scatological warning right now is that we're going to be discussing poop just a little bit, just obliquely. Okay, we're not going to it's not going to make jokes about it. I I try not to do scatological jokes because I can't even produce produce pronounce that word. But something happened this morning and the story cannot be told without a reference to poop. So here's here's what happened. So on certain days of the week, I am responsible for getting the children to school because Kristen goes to work early because she goes to work at a preschool, the same preschool that my son goes to. Okay, so she has to leave the house and then I take the kids to school and then I go to work. And this morning, basically, um, so I'm getting everybody ready, getting everybody ready. And luckily, the kids, they go to two different schools. Way to think that went through. But um, they it's it's their drop off time is is staggered. And the two schools are pretty close, pretty close together. So we're okay. So as long as I get to Luke on time for when he's going for school, Madeline will be on time. It's all great. So but of course, you have to have them both in the car at the same time. Now, if you've ever had young children, more than one young children at the same time, um, or, or you know, two or more children, young childs, and I don't know what my deal is with with uh, with superlatives today, with pronouns, with uh, the plural. I'm having a problem with the pl- the plural. I'm having problems today. Um, <clears throat> if you know this, you know that that you one of them will be working perfectly, and then the other one will have some kind of meltdown or some kind of problem or or whatever. And very rarely do both of them do what they're supposed to do. So you have to build a lot of lead time in just to get them into the car, right? Everybody knows this. It has more than one kids. If you don't have kids yet, um, or your kids are older and you've forgotten this time, there, there's there's always a lead time. So up until this morning. I have always put enough lead time to get my children uh, to school. So anyway, so we're getting everything together and we're all we're all getting ready to go to the car and everything's going swimmingly. And then my son goes, I have to poop. And so I'm like, all right, well, that takes precedent over anything else. So he goes in there and he's potty trained now and he kind of gets on there. And then Madeline goes, I have to go potty. And I was like, all right, Madeline, let's go to mommy and daddy's potty. And Luke's using this potty. Now, Madeline is in this phase right now. Where she has a control, I think she has a control issue, right? Because she's a toddler and toddlers don't have a lot of control over the universe and they get upset because when they don't have, feel like they have control over their surroundings a little bit. And Madeline, I think, is a little, a little more high strung, I think, than, um, uh, your normal toddler. Cause I think, I don't know, I just think she's a little more high strung. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't have any reference point really, but. It seems to me maybe it's a tiny bit, but that's okay. It might be the age. She's going to grow out of it. I don't know. Just keep just, just keep giving her positive affirmations and, and uh, you know, don't don't turn the house into after school special. We should be okay. All right. So 
So she's having this fit or whatever. And she goes, dad, he's not even going poop. And I said, well, and then Luke goes, yes, I am. And then it turns into this argument between Luke, who is sitting on the toilet saying, yes, I'm going poop. And Madeline, who's screaming at him that he's not going poop. And then uh, me trying to mediate the two of them. My children are at this age now where they argue about things that don't really matter at all in the grand scheme of things. Like it doesn't really matter if Luke's going poop or not going poop. It just matters that Madeline and him are arguing about it. So literally I have to – literally I have to be like, OK, I get him off there. I'm, I'll show her there's poop in there. She's like, but he wasn't going poop in the beginning and Madeline just has a just a complete meltdown about this and Luke is screaming about it and, and everything like that. And I'm like, I have to get you kids to school because I have to go to work. So I separate them and then Madeline locks herself in the bathroom, which is a new teenage thing she knows how to do. Now I have the I have the Little Mermaid bookmark, which allows me to break into that bathroom. So, you know, we've discovered that I know how to get in there. So I, I get in there and I'm like, okay, okay. And so we have to get her to I can't talking to her about, hey, we have to go to school. We're gonna be, you know, we have, we want to be on time. We need to get, you know, shake our tail feathers, we need to get going. Those arguments are typically the arguments that I have used in the past to try to motivate my children to do things. But the problem is, is that they don't even listen to that. They're they're there until you can get her to move past the immediate situation. Um, you're not going to be able to, to, to get to anything on the, on the bigger scale of things that you need to do. So I sit her down and I'm like, okay. And you know, the clock is ticking and we're already going to be late. And I'm like, it's fine. It's, it's preschool. It's not, we're not going to see the queen or anything like that. Like it's fine. And I sit there and I listen to her and I say, I know that you're upset. And she said, and, you know, I kind of get Luke out and distracted by something else. So they're not bantering back, screaming back and forth about it. And he's saying, I did go poop. And she's saying you didn't. And then, you know, her and I come to a consensus that Luke was not going poop in the beginning of his bathroom experience. And then it happened at the end. So they're both right. But she's mostly right. She's like, dad, I'm mostly right. It's like, okay, very well. Once we got that settled to some level where nobody was happy. It's like all negotiations. Nobody was happy. I wasn't happy. Luke wasn't happy. She wasn't happy, but she felt heard and she felt like she had some control over her perception of what happened. We were able to proceed with our morning and go to uh, drop everybody off. And amazingly, there was no arguing in the car about if Luke went poop or not. So I never thought I'd be saying the word poop like 50 times in a podcast, but here we are. So what does that have to do with anything about anything? Well, in your commerce, your connections or your creations, there's this, this tendency that when you decide that you're going to change your life, that you're going you're gonna to be a better dad or a mom or you're going to build a business, the, the classic American business or whatever, that you're going to just start swinging for the fences right away, that you're going to try to hit home runs. And I call this the grand gesture, right? It's like Lloyd Dobler and Say Anything where he's standing outside after he's been dumped and he's got the boom box and it's Peter Gabriel's playing. And, uh, you know, Aonis Guy's character is like, oh, I'm going to take you back. And then it never shows, you know, two months later, they're breaking up because they hate each other because there was a reason why they broke up in the first place. Grand gestures are grand gestures are something that, in my opinion, you want to try to avoid. Now, there's a difference between having a grand gesture and taking a shot, which is what I, which is what, how I think about it. But grand gestures typically aren't built upon anything. Grand gestures, if you're going to start your a new business and you're going to go buy all the expensive furniture at the store or you're going to create some masterful product or you're going to write a book about something, whatever, like, you know, you're going to write a book, you're going to write a book about something, but yet you have no platform. You have no one to sell it to. Right. So then you're sitting there with a written book, but you don't have anyone to sell it to. No one even knows who you are. These things are all grand gestures and you have to go small before you can go big. Just like I had to solve Madeline's issue about did Luke go um, poop on the potty or not and her opinion on it, we had to solve that before we could go to school. 
And once I could solve the micro issue, we could start to tackle some of the macro issues like, hey, both of you need to go to school. I need to go to work. But none of those things matter until you can solve the micro issue. If there's something that you and your wife constantly argue about all the time, it's just a consistent source of 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 tension between the two of you, but it's something small. Like for me, it's like, I always forget to wipe down the counters at night. That's my job at the end of the night. Cause I'm the last person that goes to bed. I check all the locks. I make sure all the kids are sleeping. And then whatever I'm doing, I slide, you know, I slide into bed and the last one to go to sleep. I need to make sure all the doors are locked and all the counters are wiped down. And in the morning, my first job is I unload the dishwasher. Those are the, the two bookends of my acts of service that I do for my wife. And if we're always arguing about the fact that I'm not wiping down the counters because that's my job, we don't get, we never get to any bigger, bigger issues in the relationship because we're always, we're always hung up on small things. And unfortunately, a lot of the big things are made up of just an accumulation of small things. That's, that's, that's just how business seems to work. Your commerce life, unless you're an employee somewhere, your commerce life is not linear. It's you're, you're stumbling along, you have wins, you have losses, and then you have an exponential growth. And then you kind of burst into a new phase and you're stumbling along and you have wins and losses. And the only thing that gets you to be able to stumble along is reps. And so reps on small things turn into big things, but everyone wants to start with the sexy stuff, right? Everyone wants to start with the grand gesture. And you can't, and then they just spin their wheels. And and the worst thing that happens is that you get some kind of success. There's lots of things in my life that I took home run, you know, I tried to go for the home run on that actually worked out and then kept me in a spinning my wheels for two or three years because I was like, oh, this is how this works. And I just got lucky. And so if you want to build a foundation in your commerce, your connections and your creations, you want to start with incremental changes. You want to start with slight edges. You want to, you want to, you want to think strategically in a way that you, you start to put all these things in your favor, right? Like may the odds ever be in your favor. Like that is a, that is, there's a lifetime of lessons in that statement from the hunger games. I don't know if the writer meant, I don't know if the writer meant there for it to be a lifetime of lessons in that statement. It was just a cool thing that sounded cool to have them say, but sometimes in art, And sometimes in even like pop art, right? Like mainstream culture movies, something will pop out of there that you'll be like, oh, oh yeah. May the odds ever be in your favor. Meaning may all the slight edges that you can possibly put together be in your favor so that you can make, get big wins. And it's just a totally different way of thinking because it requires patience. It requires very little patience to do something like, to, to go see the queen, right? We started about that in the beginning of the, the podcast, right? It's like, they're not going to go see the queen. Like if you were going to go see the queen, you would, you would do whatever it took to get to set up time for that. You're like, yes, okay, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. that. Cause that's a lifetime experience. Like, oh, we're going to go see the queen. Right. Um, but it's different for you to be like, get my kids ready to go to school every day, the same way. <laughs> Try to wipe the counters down every single night. And in business, building the platform one email opt-in at a time. Just being like, all right, we're going to build this email list. We're going to build people opting into the message. And I don't know how long it's going to take, but we are going to be relentless and we're never going to stop. And we're going to keep putting out our message every single day. We're going to do our podcast every morning. The emails are going to go out at night, right? Like if you were on my email list, you have access to me in the morning and you have access to me at night. I want to bookend so that you have something to think about that you can always go to it if you need to. And then as we build that list, as we build the community to build the classic American business, we can start to have an impact. But you can't have an impact if you don't have anyone following you. 
you can tell a leader by how many people they have following them. Just because someone gets up there and says, I'm a leader and throws some sort of summit online with a bunch of other people, it doesn't really matter if they've got like six people following them. So you have to go small to be able to go big, but almost no one has the patience to do that. And process thinking helps you with that. Adopting the idea that incremental change is lasting change. And frankly, just being patient and realizing that it's a spiritual practice and wherever you're trying to improve from the commerce, the connections and the creations. So if you want to change something in one of those three areas in your life where you want to build the classic American business, start small. Because as you go forward from that, where you start will determine where you end. And frankly, you don't know where you're going to end. And I would have you consider the possibility that where you end is going to be a lot better than where you think you're going to end. Because you're going to discover, you're going to discover a better, you're going to discover a better solution for yourself as you become more knowable to yourself. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one. You're going to need one from time to time. But for right now, take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade and ask yourself this question. Am I patient enough to start small? And just remember, there is no end if you stay on the path of understanding. All right, creator, I know you want to escape the current understory that you are trapped in. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you're going to have to have a creative clearing, a place to stand in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course, coach or codex, but I cannot help you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. You can do that by subscribing to my daily email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast contains the philosophy and the five public principles, but the daily emails have the insights, innovations, and shadow principles of building the classic American business that I only discuss with my subscribers. Raise your hand and let's light the lantern together. The path of understanding never ends, but that does not mean you cannot get to where you want to go. Subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. Go light the lantern.